Welcome to the How To Dressage podcast, and in this episode, we're going to look at how to collect your horse. Now, achieving true collection is the culmination of years of training, and it's the ultimate goal of every aspiring dressage rider. Now, when the horse is collected, the picture that you present is light, balanced, and elegant, and even the most difficult technical exercises appear to be easy to the onlooker. So how do you go about collecting your horse? That's what we're going to talk about in today's podcast episode. So first, let's just clarify what is collection. So collection refers to a shorter stride length and a taller stride height and a different overall balance. So when collected, the horse has more weight clearly distributed to his hindquarters rather than on his shoulders. Now this shorter and taller outline is a result of that change in weight distribution. It's not because you've just shortened the reins and pulled the neck higher. Collection is essentially the rebalancing of the horse, carrying the foreign weight of the rider and teaching the horse to carry more of that combined weight on his hindquarters rather than on his shoulders. Now this makes the horse more balanced and able to perform ridden movements with ease and in a beautiful and biomechanically functional carriage that gives the appearance of travelling uphill. Now the end goal is to have the horse's hind legs working with plenty of activity, with supple bending in all of the joints, and as well engaged beneath his body as his conformation allows. Now this produces an image of the horse sitting, and this is when you see the ultimate expressions of collection, and it's displayed in movements such as piaf and the canter pirouette. Now a horse that is able to collect can work in a more balanced way, and this promotes longevity. This functional posture transfers the weight of the rider in the equipment from the horse's weaker front legs and places it onto the stronger hind legs, therefore helping to prevent lameness and making the shoulders easier to manoeuvre. Now when the horse is collected correctly, his abdominal muscles are engaged, and those help to strengthen the horse's core and support the top line to prevent injury and soreness to the horse's back. This also makes the horse more longitudinally supple. Now the horse will also be able to show an improvement when lengthening the stride, as he will be able to engage his hind legs further underneath his body and have more strength to create more forward thrust. Now overall, collection will further enhance the quality of the horse's natural paces, as well as making him a more pleasurable ride. So now we've talked about how great collection is, when is the horse ready to start collection? Well, collection is the last of the dressage scales of training. So for collection to be achieved, the five other scales of rhythm, suppleness, contact, impulsion and straightness must all be in place to some degree. The horse must also have a fair degree of muscular strength, a reasonable amount of balance, he must have an understanding of the half halt and an acceptance of the aids, 
and you must have a relaxed but attentive way of going. Now, once you and your horse can tick all those boxes, then you can begin to work on collection. So now let's talk about when we are collecting our horse, how much collection is required. Well, it's important to note that collection comes in degrees. It's not as though it's either there or not. And also collection is appropriate to each stage of the horse's training. Even a young horse moving in balance has a degree of collection, albeit a small degree. Now in a dressage test, the degree of collection that is required is only so much as to be able to perform the required movement with ease. So at the lower levels, when collection is first introduced, that's not a lot. All the judge is looking for is that the horse can bring his weight enough off his shoulders to be able to, for example, perform a 10 metre circle without struggling, or make a downward transition from canter to walk without pitching forward and putting all of his weight onto either his front feet or into the reins. Now, as you progress further up the levels, you should be able to produce a little more collection, maybe enough to show movements such as shoulder in, half pass and traverse, and to be able to demonstrate those movements with reasonable ease and engagement. Now, the higher the level, the higher the degree of collection is required, until at the very top levels you have enough to produce movements such as a canter pirouette, and you can do it in balance and with visible ease. Now, if at any stage the horse has insufficient collection, then this will result in a loss of submission, because the horse is not physically able to perform the movements with ease and fluency. So, how do we go about achieving this collection? Well, collection is achieved through the progressive strengthening of the horse and correct riding. Now, if you try to shorten the strides artificially, for example, just by pulling back on the reins, this will result in stiffening and a loss of activity, which is exactly what the judges do not want to see. Now, in order to develop collection correctly, you use circles, transitions, and lateral movements combined with the use of the half halt. So you don't just ride around the arena trying to collect the horse because more than likely all that serves to do is make him less engaged and less collected. Instead, school movements, especially things like smaller circles, direct transitions, lateral exercises, these are the tools that you need to develop your horse's collection. For example, when you're working on a smaller pattern, such as say a 10 metre circle, you use your driving aids and the half halt to ask the horse to step further underneath with his hind legs without allowing him to lengthen his frame. Then when you travel out of the circle, you suggest to the horse that he remains in that same new balance. Now your leg aids create the impulsion and the activity and encourage your horse to step under whilst your seat determines the length of stride. So to find collection, you need to be using quick, but not strong, leg aids, and these help to keep the horse's hind legs stepping briskly forward and under. But at the same time, you need to use a small seat action to keep the stride length small, and so the horse does not misinterpret your driving aids as an instruction to go forward into a medium pace. So to help you out, here are a few exercises that you can use to develop collection in your horse. 
Now feel free to modify them to help suit your horse's current level of training. And obviously remember to ride all exercises on both reins equally. So the first exercise we're going to talk about is variations and transitions within the pace. And you can ride this exercise in trot or canter. But for the purpose of the example, we're going to start in an active working trot. So you're going to ride in this working trot and you're going to have plenty of impulsion and you're going to put your horse onto a 20 metre circle at A. You're then going to ride a few medium trot steps before bringing the horse back to a working trot, all while staying on your 20 metre circle. And you're going to repeat this several times, forward into the medium trot and then back into the working trot. And then next, from the working trot, you're going to sit up tall and you're going to use your half halts to transition into a collected trot and you're now going to ride a 10 metre circle at A. After your circle, you're then going to ride back onto the 20 metre circle and transition back again into a working trot and allow the horse to stretch on a long rein. Now this stretch rewards the horse for his efforts on that 10 metre circle. It also helps to refresh the pace and keeps the horse thinking forwards. You're then going to gradually shorten up your reins again, go back into an active working trot and repeat the exercise. So riding from working trot to medium trot back to working trot and then you're going to transition to collected trot, ride a 10 metre circle before going back onto the 20 metre circle in working trot and allowing the horse to stretch. So that was exercise number one. Now let's move on to exercise number two which are transitions that skip a pace. Now transitions are the ultimate dressage training tool and when ridden correctly they will help develop engagement, they will help to strengthen the horse's hindquarters, they will create more impulsion and lighten the forehand, all of which will help you to train the horse for more advanced degrees of collection. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to ride transitions from walk to canter and from canter to walk. And you're going to focus on the quality of the transitions. Now be prepared to ride as many canter or walk strides as necessary to keep the horse in a good balance and thinking forwards. These transitions alone will help train the horse and develop his ability to collect. Now depending on your horse's current level of training, you can modify this exercise and use other transitions that skip a pace. So for an easier version, you could use the transitions halt to trot, and trot to halt. And for a more difficult version, you could go canter to halt and halt to canter. So now let's move on to exercise number three, and this is counter canter. Counter canter is a useful exercise for improving straightness and suppleness, but it's also great for developing collection and improving the true canter as well. Now, counter canter also encourages the horse to use his hindquarters and to become more balanced. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to start by picking up a large circle on the correct canter lead. You're then going to ride a figure of eight to change the rein. Now, you're going to stay on the wrong leg in counter canter as you ride through the turn onto the long side. And then after riding on that rein in counter canter, you're going to change the rein again using your figure of eight, putting yourself back onto the correct rein with the correct lead. Now, when this exercise is ridden correctly, 
the horse will naturally collect as you ride him through the turns. And by practicing this exercise regularly, you help develop the horse's balance and strength, also whilst improving his obedience to your aids at the same time. Now, if you need any help on how to ride Counter Canter, we do have a podcast episode and an article on our website, howtodressage.com, titled How to Ride Counter Canter. So you can go and look for that episode or that article. But moving on to the last exercise, exercise number four, and this is shoulder four or shoulder in on a circle. Now, lateral work is extremely useful as an integral part of your horse's dressage training. And it also helps to develop suppleness, throughness, connection, and of course, collection. Now, shoulder four or shoulder in can be easier on a circle than it is on a straight line because the horse is already bent around your inside leg. Now, if this is the first time you're riding this exercise, then possibly start with shoulder four. But once your horse gets the hang of it, you can make it a little bit more difficult by requesting shoulder in instead. So here's what you're going to do. So on a 20 meter circle, you're going to ride the horse in an active working trot. You're going to use your inside rein to indicate the direction inwards whilst using your inside leg to maintain the bend and keep the horse's hind legs traveling forward underneath the horse's body. Now your outside rein is there to prevent the horse from falling out through his outside shoulder due to too much neck bend and your outside leg supports the hind quarters. Now if you want to progress further with this exercise, then whilst your horse is in this position, you can ask him to gently shorten and lengthen the trot steps to further elasticise the pace and encourage his hind legs to step further underneath. Okay, so now we know what collection is, we know how to go about achieving it and we've given you some exercises to help you out. Here are two common problems that are regularly seen when it comes to collecting. Now, both of these problems are caused by the rider and it basically comes down to them misunderstanding what collection is and it results from them trying to shorten the strides artificially. So the first problem is riding too slowly. And this is probably the most common fault with collection. It's that riders don't ask for enough impulsion in the pace and instead the rider just tries to slow the horse down. Now, slowing the pace can cause many serious problems it can corrupt the sequence of the gait, so instead of the canter being three-time, it could become a four-time shuffle. The strides could become flat and earthbound, they would lack cadence and expression. There'll be hollow transitions and a loss of throughness and connection. And the horse will come onto his forehand because the hind end is not engaged and working forwards. So it's important to note that the collected paces actually need more impulsion than the working paces, not less. So don't try to slow the horse down. Now problem number two is that riders ride from front to back as opposed from back to front. And this is when the riders attempt to collect their horse by pulling on the reins in an effort to try and shorten the horse's stride. Now instead what they should be doing is they should have the horse pushing from behind into the contact and lifting the forehand. But because they just pull on the reins, what happens instead is that the horse drops the withers, hollows the back, disengages the hind legs, and drags himself along on the forehand. 
Collection does not come from the reins. Collection comes from the rebalancing of the horse and the engagement of the hind legs. So, when it comes to collection, here's a summary of the most important things that you need to remember when working on developing your horse's collection. Firstly, as we've just talked about, is that collection should be thought of as a rebalancing of the weight carriage towards the haunches. It's not a shortening of the stride. The shorter strides are a result of the correct rebalancing. Now also remember that collection is progressive strengthening of the horse's hindquarters. And for collection to be achieved, the horse must show a reasonable amount of rhythm, suppleness, contact, impulsion, straightness, balance and strength, along with an understanding of the half halt. And that collection comes in degrees and it's appropriate for the horse's level of training. Now, when trying to develop collection, it's done gradually over time through the use of school movements, such as circles, transitions, and lateral exercises. And always remember to ride your horse from his hindquarters to his front end. The energy must always be generated by the pushing power of the hindquarters for true collection to happen. Now, working in collection is physically demanding for the horse. So praise and reward your horse when he gets it right and give the horse plenty of stretching breaks in between the exercises. Now, after you've worked in collection, always revert back to the working or medium paces. And this helps to keep the horse thinking forwards and helps to maintain the essential energy and impulsion that you need for true collection. And lastly, more than anything, remember not to pull back on the reins. So to wrap this episode up, the ability to ride your horse in true collection is an essential element of dressage training and it will enable you to progress to the higher levels and do the work that is demanded in the more advanced tests. Now when the horse is collected, he's able to work in a more uphill frame with a lighter forehand and genuine self-carriage. The horse's improved balance and physical strength make the horse easier to manoeuvre more pleasurable to ride and it promotes longevity so that he can have a longer working life. Now true collection is achieved through the progressive strengthening of the horse and riding him from back to front, never the other way around. Now if you have any questions when it comes to this podcast episode or if you have any other hints and tips that you would like to share with us then please do so in the comments box at the bottom of the relevant blog post on our website. And to make sure that you don't miss out on any of our other free stuff, our books, our training diaries and competitions, please don't forget to like and follow us on our other social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and Pinterest. We truly appreciate you for taking the time to listen to our podcast and we hope that you got a lot from it. For more, don't forget to check out our articles and other free stuff, which is available on our website, howtodressage.com, and pop by Amazon for our range of dressage books, planners, and diaries to help you stay on track with your competitions and training. Bye for now.